Hello and good evening. Welcome to another episode of Between the Presets, a podcast by me, Rudy Stetner, that comes out every Monday evening. Here is the place where anything that can be said in polite company is fair game for discussion, even if it occasionally offends. Let's roll. Please be advised that this episode of Between the Presets contains material that may be unsuitable for younger audiences. If that is an issue, please listen at another time or on headphones. Thank you. Good evening. It has been a challenging last few days. We found out Shabbat morning on the uh, on Sumchat Torah that uh, there had been this invasion of Israel that was viciously targeting civilians, men, women, young, old, babies, which they put in cages. Some things I don't even want to discuss here. Hamas didn't just do what they did. They bragged about it. They uh, put it put out on social media uh, using the cell phones of the uh, people they kidnapped. They taunted relatives. What I found most troubling uh, in the United States was that there were demonstrations in favor of what Hamas did. In Harvard University, 31 student groups supported this Nazi-like activity uh, that uh, went on in Israel. And thank God, after a very rocky start, uh, Israel is fighting back and of course, the apologists in some quarters of the Democrat Party and in the universities are providing uh, ideological cover for the enemies of Israel. It's worth noting that from Europe, the United States, and other countries, uh, billions of dollars were poured into Gaza, the West Bank, the Palestinian Authority, uh, so that they could build up an economy, they could build up a life for their people. And what did they do with the tons and tons of cement? They built tunnels, basically enriched the ruling clique, in the Palestine Authority. And the way it works quite often is if you start an organization to solve a problem, that problem will never go away. And that's what has happened in the Palestinian Authority. They could have attracted jobs, they could have attracted investment, they could have built infrastructure, and Businesses, 
Instead, they built up war and they offered people the opportunity to sacrifice their children as martyrs in order to get some sort of a check from the Palestinian Authority. It would seem that the best thing Israel could do for the sake of people living in Gaza and for the safety of Israelis would be to reoccupy Gaza. I will say something blunt that might seem a little bit heretical to some. You hear propaganda like the inalienable right of a people to self-determination. That's nonsense. There is no inalienable right to self-determination. Certainly, if, if you are not, if you are going to set up your wannabe country that has as its express goal the destruction of its neighbor. Now, if, say, a national group has a uh, religion, a culture, uh, a way of life, a sense of group identity, there are many ways short of statehood that uh, they can uh, flower as a demographic cultural entity. Yes, you have countries like Germany, Spain, and France that are kind of the uh, heartland of their respective nationalities. Germany has a law of return. I know that Turkey does as well, the Turkish Republic. I remember back in 1987 uh, when Bulgaria forced its 10% Turkish minority to adopt Bulgarian names, ban the speaking of uh, Turkish uh, in Bulgaria. Um, Turkey announced that any Turks living in Bulgaria who felt persecuted, unable to be themselves, would be welcomed with open arms in the Turkish Republic. Germany uh, made a similar um, offer, which was taken up by millions, to welcome uh, Germans who felt, that, ethnic Germans who felt that they were in danger in the countries in which they lived. Say Poland, Yugoslavia, Czechoslovakia, etc. But part of the deal there, when you have this um, national homeland, is you leave other people's national homelands alone. Sometimes people focus on the um, uh, European Jews who came after the Holocaust to Israel. Well, half of Israel's population is is descended from or actually came from Arab countries which made it dangerous for them to live there. In countries like Iraq and Syria and in Egypt and especially in Libya, there was not only the 
second-class status of being a dhimmi, a subject citizen, living in a, among an Islamic majority. There was real violence and danger to the life and well-being of Jewish people living in those countries. They fled because they had to. And quite a few Israelis uh, are descended not only from European Jews, but Jews from Arab countries as well. There is no place left for us to go. Here we stand. Here we fight with God's help. I feel a sense of deep gratitude to God Almighty that in our times, unlike in Europe and unlike in Iraq in 1941 when there was a horrific pogrom in Baghdad, today we have, by grace of God, the means to defend ourselves. And the nature of earthly, the earthly existence of people who believe in a creator is that we are given the means and with prayers to the Almighty, we give, give it our best shot. On another level, uh, when someone is facing a life-threatening illness, let's say a baby was born with uh, serious issues, needs to go into like neonatal intensive care or something like that. I feel a sense of deep gratitude that the Almighty has created human beings that are capable of studying the human body, the human condition, and capable of uh, using that knowledge to enhance life, to prolong life, and to bring in, usher in a joyous future where there might have been mourning. I cannot look at, say, soldiers who are defending the land of Israel, or doctors who are prolonging, enhancing, and defending life without thanking the Almighty that they exist. I am deeply proud of the fact also that Israeli culture does not promote hatred. It does not demonize uh, Muslim or Christian inhabitants of Israel. The culture stresses not only our, our pride in who we are, but our embracing of our shared humanity with our neighbors. I've known people who served in the uh, Israeli military where that message was stressed, that we do not hate people for their religion or for their different ethnicity. We fight people who want to kill us, and we do so without remorse and without apology. It is profoundly wasteful to program human beings for hatred and for conflict. It's very common for different 
linguistic, religious, and ethnic groups to share the same space, to live in the same city. In the United States, you have not only a comfortable majority of English speakers, you have a considerable number of Spanish speakers in some areas on our northern, northern border where there are French speakers as well. Not to mention the Chinatowns, Koreatowns, etc. And in a well-functioning constitutional republic or a monarchy or whatever, uh, people of these diverse backgrounds can and should be able to get along. With peace, one can build a future with one's family and one's community. Wealth is not only an accumulation of possessions, having more money, having a better car, having a better cell phone. It's also peace of mind. Although it came at dear cost, I would have to say that today there is far greater unity among Israelis and among Jews living abroad as well. People are coming together in charitable assistance, in prayer, and in supporting the military that is, by grace of God, defending Israel and Israelis from its enemies. I look forward to the return of peace to the Middle East to Israel, and to Gaza. I think for the sake of Israelis and for the sake of the people of Gaza, it would probably be best for Israel to step in, destroy all the tunnels, and uh, uh, wipe out Hamas. If you're going to stake your entire existence on ending mine, I have no choice but to fight back. As soon as you drop that choice and take it off the table, then we have what to talk about. On a certain level, I feel sorry for the people in Gaza that so many of them are seized by hatred, that they feel they have no identity unless they hate us. And I hope very quickly that they recover from this uh, mental illness and choose instead of using the billionaire billions of dollars that are channeled through the hands of their corrupt leadership, that they use that uh, money to build a future for themselves. As far as a right to self-determination, to a nation of one's own, that's a fantasy. If your idea of a nation is that you destroy mine, no, not interested. One of us has got to be disappointed, and I don't intend for it to be me. Y'all have a nice week. This wraps up another weekly episode of Between the Presets. I thank you all 
for the pleasure of sharing with me my weekly muse. Whatever platform you access, hitting like, subscribe, or leaving a comment is much appreciated. My email address is thewinterriders at gmail.com. Thewinterriders at gmail.com. Until next week, adio, which in some African languages means born on Monday or be righteous, and closely resembles adios in Spanish. <laughs>